0: Buy a self-storage facility with your friends in six months. So first, pitch $500 per month per friend into an LLC, ideally with five to ten friends. Source a list of self-storage facilities from A to Z databases via your public library. Start an automated cold email campaign to self-storage owners. Then pay two virtual assistants to call the self-storage owners on your behalf get your business credit funding to secure the down payment, and then start negotiating seller financing with the self storage owners as the leads come in from cold email and cold calls that your VAs are doing. Get a lawyer to draw up the contracts and close on your self storage facility and keep it going for the next one. So you might be sitting there and you might be thinking, yo, Timmy, all that sounds good. I can buy a self storage facility. I'll cash flow from it. I can leverage SBA lending for debt. I can get my business funding up. Um, you know, to start to stack the capital for the initial acquisition, but you might have some questions. The first one, where do you get the VAs? Where do you get the virtual assistants? And the first thing I'll point out is the power of the dollar is extremely strong. And when you go to other countries to pay virtual assistants, you can pay 10 to 15% of whatever your current salary is, and it'll be a full-time salary for them. So if you kind of cut your living expenses and really invest in business and you get five to 10 friends, right? And you're each pitching in, let's say, $600 a month. Five friends plus you, that's six people pitching in $600 a month. That's $3,600. A full-time, like a really good full-time salary for a virtual assistant is $800 to $1,000. So for 2000 of that 3600 you can have virtual assistants calling on self-storage facilities for you. And then you can also have them running your cold email campaign and the software for a cold email campaign costs about $500 to $1,000 to set up. So in one month, you're good to go. And then after that first month, you'll have an extra $1,600 a month after employing your VAs at a really good salary for them. And if you want to kind of save money and maybe do some direct mail and do some other marketing you can pay your VAs a little bit less but make sure it's something that they can live because it is their livelihood and you wouldn't want a salary that doesn't cover your expenses. Now where you get the VAs you can go to onlinejobs.ph and there are a bunch of VAs from the Philippines. You can also just search on Google virtual assistants in insert country or ask chat GPT or ask Google where are the cheapest, most professional virtual assistants I can find? You can go to Upwork, you can go to Fiverr, and you can go to Google for those search results, and you'll get a whole bunch of VAs, virtual assistants, and a whole bunch of people applying for jobs when you post the job or when you ask around. Just for reference, I wouldn't be running this podcast without my virtual assistant, and I'm always trying to pay her more. Right now, I don't pay her that 1000 a month, but that is what I'm trying to get to, and that's because money is tight for me right now. But I finally got to the point where it's like, hey, we're, we're selling this offer and we're putting it in front of people and we're going to tweak it and tweak it and tweak it until we get it right. And once we get it right, we will get to the point where she's getting a cut of the cash and she's getting that $1,000 a month, potentially more, so that she doesn't have to worry about money ever again. So that's where you can get VAs, Google search, Upwork, Fiverr. That's how you can use VAs your, a fraction of your salary, use them to do the prospecting and book the appointments. And as you get appointments, you can get on, and you can negotiate seller financing, which we will talk about a little bit later. But how do you stack business credit? Business credit really comes from A, legitimizing your business and then B, having collateral and C, having good personal credit. Cause you can personally guarantee some business credit to get it started and that'll get you access to 50, 100, $150,000 if you have good business credit. And you have a legit business. And a legit business just means your business address makes sense. Like all of your information is coherent. So that when they look you up, there's no fraud popping up. And I think for me, that was really doing the business address and correlating that. A, having a business address, having a business phone number, having a business website. And then making sure that's all kosher between the different credit bureaus and the different um, entities that have your information like the Secretary of State and the Comptroller in Texas and then your business bank. Your information needs to be clear between all those sources. And once you get your business information legitimized, mean, you look like a business, you have a website, you have a phone number, and you have an address, and you make sure all the agencies and entities that have your information are updated on that point point. That's when you can start doing the application so you won't get denied because of kind of pre-screening fraud that they do. And then once you start to get approved for business credit, obviously you buy assets, you get the cash flow, you can get more loans based on revenue and based on assets and based on collateral. So if you have retirement accounts, you're, you're willing to collateralize. If you just put money into your LLC between your six friends and you wait 10 months and then you have $20,000 in there and you get a secured business credit card for $5,000 in the It slowly grows there are plenty of ways to get access to that financing and within six months to twelve months you can really be set up the way you need to set up getting the trade lines and increasing your balance there and building your business credit profile so first you legitimize your business second you're probably gonna have to get trade lines and third you need to work with somebody that can help you figure out what exactly can you tap into what collateral can you tap into what credit can you tap into and what um, financing can you get to really jumpstart your business? And I think the perfect person for that, because that's who I'm using, is Credit Suisse or Credit Suite, one of the two. I think it's creditsuite.com. And for like $500 a month, they really help you set up your business credit. And I've taken so many steps towards it in the past two weeks that I wouldn't otherwise, because I um, paid for a coach and I'm paying for a coach. and just reorienting that spending, doing the same thing y'all are doing. We're doing 200 a month into an LLC. So if you're doing 600 a month, 200 a month with four people, so we have $800 to work with. If you're doing 600 a month with six people, you have 3,600 to work with. The system gets a lot better, a lot smoother. So that's how you stack business credit, access collateral, credit, and a legitimized business, business revenue, all of those things. Work with a personal coach, preferably from Credit Suite, because I can speak to them because I'm using them and they've helped me through that process. Stack that business credit, get $100,000, buy a self storage facility with 10%, 20%, 30%, 40% down, and make sure you cash flow really well. The next question you might have is how do I negotiate seller financing? And this really entails talking to the seller and understanding their pain points. You want to make sure that you know what exactly it is they got going on. They could be selling for a number of reasons. Maybe there's asbestos in the self storage facility. Maybe there's a gang that is threatening to take over the facility and shoot the owner or whatever. It could be really distressed reasons, really crappy reasons that you want to know, or it could be that they want to retire and spend more time with their kids, or they want to be able to take more vacations, or they want to be able to pursue another business. So basically, you want to ask yourself, does the seller, what is the seller's goal for this transaction? And do they need all of the money up front to accomplish that goal? Because if the cash flow is better for them than money up front, you can start to negotiate seller financing. And if they have a problem that they wanna solve, seller financing might be the solution. And so you just ask questions. You go through a discovery process with the seller and you just ask them, hey, how long have you run the business? What are some of the things you did to optimize it? How um, what do you plan on doing after this business? Are you retiring, spending more time with family, starting up another business? Do you need all this capital upfront? Cause I love to talk about creative finance options and would love to make it more lucrative for you to finance some of this transaction. You can use some of those words, but basically you ask these discovery questions to understand their pain points. And once you start to understand their pain points and their goal for the transaction, you can start to understand if seller financing is good for them. So you might ask a seller, hey, I noticed that this has been on the market for nine months and the price is a little high. Why did you price it like that? Now you might ask the broker that. It's like, oh, they really need the money um, because they're retiring and they're going to put it into an annuity and they need this cash to maintain their lifestyle. It's like, oh, well, putting it in an annuity, if they need a million dollars and they're going to get 4% a year from that annuity or whatever it is, that's $40,000. What if... They sell or finance this transaction to me because they own it outright. And I just, you know, gave them $100,000, $200,000 right now. But I gave them $5,000 a month for the rest of their life. Would they be interested in that? You see, they were looking to sell the transaction to kind of get a lump sum of cash to put it into a retirement vehicle, like an annuity that pays them out 3 or 4% every year. Instead of that, they can get $100,000, $200,000 right now take less of a hit on taxes and get more capital every month for the rest of their life. And so these are just some of the ways that seller financing can help somebody out who's just looking to retire, not to mention if they're tired, if they're exhausted, if they want to see kids, if they still want input in the business, all of these things, when you understand the seller, you can start to work that into the deal because at the foundation of all of this is people. And when you understand people, you can solve their problems. So, that's where you get VAs, that's how you stack business credit, and that is how you negotiate seller financing, and doing all of this will help you buy that self-storage facility. The prospecting will come from the VAs, the financing will come from the stacking the business credit with a group of friends, and the negotiating the seller financing will come from understanding the seller's pain points and working towards a solution. And of course, you get the reps behind it because your virtual assistants are doing a bunch of prospecting for you. So. That's what we got for you guys today on the show. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you on the next one. And remember, we are a community of people judged not by our wealth, but by our impact.